0: It's Sunday, July 10th, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The largest grove of giant sequoias in Yosemite National Park remained closed Saturday as firefighters battled a blaze that threatened the gathering of the iconic trees and forced hundreds of campers to evacuate. The rest of the park in California remained open, though smoke that hung in the air obscured some of the most scenic vistas and views. More than 500 mature sequoias were threatened in the Mariposa Grove, but as of Saturday afternoon there were no reports of severe damage to any named trees, including the 3,000-year-old grizzly giant. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. The wildfire is proving difficult to contain with firefighters airdropping fire retardant as well as the planned use of bulldozers to create fire lines, a tactic that's rarely used in a wilderness setting like Yosemite. About 600 to 700 people who were staying at the Wawona campground in tents, cabins, and an historic hotel were ordered to leave. Around the world, Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksa, whose family has dominated the country's politics for much of the past two decades, has agreed to resign, the parliament speaker said, after anti-government protesters stormed and occupied the president's residence and office over the weekend. Prime Minister Ranil Wikremising said earlier Saturday he will also resign. The political fallout follows months of public unrest. The South Asian nation's wilting economy has seen Sri Lankans endure months of double-digit inflation, rolling power blackouts, and severe shortages of fuel and medicine. Sri Lanka's foreign reserves are depleted to the point that it can no longer afford to pay for essential imports and the country defaulted on its debts in May. With queues outside gas stations snaking for miles around the city blocks. Authorities closed schools and restricted gas supplies to essential services to conserve fuel. In other news, Russian forces kept up artillery strikes in eastern Ukraine on Saturday, while the defending troops braced for what Ukrainian officials expect will be a new push toward a nearly empty city where separatists helped kick off the Moscow-backed uprising in Ukraine eight years ago. Russian troops have lobbed artillery shells and missiles at Slavyansk and surrounding towns over the past day, keeping up pressure on a heavily fortified foothold still held by Ukrainian troops in the Donetsk region. One targeted missile strike hit an improvised military base in a factory in the village of Konstantinovka on Saturday afternoon, sending bare-chested Ukrainian soldiers running from the area after the explosion. A follow-up strike using cluster munitions minutes later missed its mark, landing instead in an adjacent residential neighborhood. Several civilians were taken to hospitals nearby. Ukrainian and foreign observers said this week that Russia appears to be taking an operational pause from its offensive in Donbas, an area made up of the Donetsk and Luhansk regions. Back in the U.S., production of baby formula has resumed at the Abbott Nutrition Factory in Michigan, whose February shutdown over contamination contributed to a national shortage, a company spokesman said. Damage from severe thunderstorms, including flooding, had forced the Sturgis plant to halt operations in mid-June just two weeks after restarting production with additional sanitizing and safety protocols. Production of Elicare, a specialty formula for infants with severe food allergies and digestive problems, was restored at Sturgis following a July 1st reboot, said Abbott spokesman John Koval. We are working to restart Similac production as soon as we can. We'll provide more information when we have it, he said via email. Abbott recalled several leading brands of formula in February, including Similac, that squeezed supplies that were already strained by supply chain disruptions and stockpiling during COVID-19 shutdowns. And, in the months leading up to Wimbledon, the organizers of the most famous tournament in tennis made the decision to ban players from Russia and Belarus. The choice was controversial for an individual sport, but the All England Club said it was a necessary response to the invasion of Ukraine. On Saturday, 23-year-old Moscow native Elena Rybakina, playing under the flag of Kazakhstan, which she has represented since 2018, defeated Ansh Shabur of Tunisia in three sets, 3-6, 6-2, and 6-2. In the process, Rybakina also became Kazakhstan's first ever major tennis champion. Until this run at Wimbledon, the number 23-ranked Rybakina had never been past a Grand Slam quarterfinal, nor had she won a singles title of any kind on the professional tour. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this Daily Morning Brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.